You're listening to Front Stabbers Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Front Stabbers Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about anxiety and depression. But before we get into it, I'd like to introduce my lovely cast. Nayanka. Rubens. Ojaline. And I'm Ellen. Today, Sean is not with us. He's uh, currently in bed sick. So and we ask that you guys pray for him so he get better Amen. and feel a lot better. But we have our lovely guest here, Rubens, with us. He's going to share us some Woo! knowledge and, Welcome. Some, and some wisdom. <laughs> yes, wisdom. And, you know, so we're going to get into it, guys. So, um... What is anxiety? What is depression? What is fear mm-hmm. in your lives? How do you guys uh, how do you guys categorize those things? Well, I know anxiety, like, okay, this is weird, because I was watching a show based on anxiety or something. Mm-hmm. Um, someone was having an anxiety attack, and where the anxiety attack happened from stress, and um, because mm-hmm. he had secrets that he did, he was so stressed that he didn't want his dark secrets to come out and then there was like people are closing in and he just felt closed in and he just couldn't breathe at that moment Mm -hmm. so it was like it was very very serious and so like anxiety can just happen anywhere like if you just allow your problems and anything negative to close in on you Mm -hmm. that can just cause you to just lose it it's true because i actually had an anxiety attack before i experienced one and what it is it's just like you're under an extreme amount of stress mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you just have to get out of that environment like your heart starts beating really fast yeah. you can't breathe you have to just leave mm-hmm. but anxiety is just like irrational fear yes. you know constantly and so it's something that a lot of us struggle with and need to learn how to you know how deal with yeah yeah how did it feel like what was your experience like it was it was scary it was just in the you don't know when it's gonna hit like you yeah. feel it rising the anxiety rising, but you don't know when the attack is going to hit you. So it's like when it finally does, you just have to get out of whatever environment it is that you're that's causing the anxiety. Exactly. So, yeah, that's what that's exactly what I did. I just left and I just had to take like a deep breath. Yeah. Oh, my God. And <laughs> you don't take a deep breath. Yeah. You just have to get away from that for a while just mm-hmm. to calm down. Yeah, that's true, because, you know, <clears throat> with school being over, that's a whole anxiety you know lifted oh my up God. on my shoulders trying to figure out if you pass during classes mm-hmm. if you so you know school i would say for me was a huge anxiety problem for me just constant i gotta write a paper i gotta do this i gotta make sure i study i gotta read this book so like Nareko was saying anxiety can come you know at anything anything can cause you to be anxious it's just mm-hmm. you know your response to it how do you you know how you how you deal with an anxiety and like you guys were saying it's a good idea is to get outside of that environment you know mm-hmm. and get away from it yeah. one of my favorite verses um second timothy one verse seven says for god did not give us a spirit of fear but mm. of power and love and a sound mind um i love that verse like that became one of my favorite verses whenever i'm experiencing like anxiety i try to remember that and just repeat it in my head and it it does help you know yeah so definitely that verse is um has been help to me 
Mm-hmm. Actually, that verse actually helped me because when I first became a worship team leader, mm-hmm. and um, there was one time Kisna didn't lead, and it was up to me, Nayanka, and Kelsey, and like mm-hmm. I just I just couldn't breathe. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like. Cause I don't like singing in front of people alone. It's like, what if my voice breaks? Mm-hmm. What if this? What if that? And it's like I'm like, it's like closing in on me, and I had to literally walk away, and just start praying. And I, I read that mm-hmm. verse, and I calmed down a bit. And then the service went well. Like people were like were were giving us encouragement. Mm-hmm. And it's like as time came, it's not that I'm not scared every time I lead, mm-hmm. cause it's. It's nerve-wracking for every worship le- leader to to just lead. Yeah. And um, but it's gotten better. I yes. don't experience the anxiety anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, what would you guys say is kind of like the number one thing that's causing you anxiety right now? Right now. In your lives, like the one thing that you're like, man. Oh. Every time you're faced with this, you know, you know, it's coming. For me, <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely have to be anything that comes to with math. Like, when it comes to math in general in school, mm. oh, my. I I have Choke to stay up. away from math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate math, too. <laughs> that, that and when it comes to performing, I guess, like, performing songs. Oh, yes. But, yeah. That is true. Performing songs. Because yeah. it's so much pressure. You just want to do everything right. Because I know when I get nervous, my voice, you could hear it in my voice. My mm. voice kind of trembles. And so I don't want that to be prevalent when I'm singing. Like, for me, that's embarrassing. So I'm just like, it causes even more anxiety. And so, yeah. For me, so definitely those are the two number one things. Math and performing. Math and performing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for me, um, my, my, the two biggest stressors that would lead me to, you know, have extreme anxiety is um, money issues. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and... You know, when I mean, when I'm responsible for, you know, like, you know, doing a paper or doing a project and, you know, I, I'm not ready to submit it. You know, I, I procrastinated and I'm, and everything is not coming together and everything's not working. So that, that gives me like a lot of stress that, mm-hmm. that leaves wow. me anxious. I know with the first one, the money issue, um, what I had to do to get over that, um, was, you know, I had to, you know, learn to trust God more in terms of how, know you know and just, and just putting my faith in him you know really it's like you know god like and it, it, it literally just happened to me recently where um i had i got my, i got my paycheck um a while back but because you know i had to you know help my parents with some things and unexpected bills came up i already knew that money was gonna be like just short i'm just like god listen i don't know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. how am i gonna do and um you know i'm trying to be a good store i'm trying to manage my money and you know build my credit so I didn't want to be in a position where I was jeopardizing all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But literally, I felt that I felt that God put me in that situation, or He allowed that situation to really say, "Rubens, like I know you've been like I know you're a finance guy, you're studying, but before you, I take you to the next step, you need I need you to know that you put me first in terms of you know money. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't know, you it doesn't matter how well you know how to manage money. Um, you know you can know how well you're a manager, but if I'm not number one mm-hmm. um if you're not coming to me um if you're if i'm not being your provider mm-hmm. yeah. you know and you're making yourself your own provider you know there's gonna be issues 
And I had to remind myself, you know, doing those times, like, hey, like, God, this is, I already know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to go, how my account's going to look, but I need your help. Like, mm-hmm. please, I'm really, God, I'm just giving this to you. And that helps, that helps me, like, a lot because I'm just like, okay, I'm not focusing on my issues so much because I'm focusing on God. Yeah. Like, God, no matter what happens, you're going to be here for me. I'm going to be alive and you're going to take care of me along the way. So, and, and that, and, Things worked out. Yeah. You know, like yeah. things yeah. honestly worked out. I don't know Glory how. God, I was like, God. It's God. Yeah. It's God. God. And it, it's funny how that happens too because, you know, I would say for me, it's like just, you know, when, you, when you're when anxious in the moment mm-hmm. and then you realize at the end, you're like, man, why was I even worried about this yeah. thing for? Like, I was stressing out for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then you look out later. I mean, recently, like with my car, I had... You know, I broke my rim, so I had to get a new rim. I had to buy two new tires. I'm broke. I got to pay bills. And I'm just like, like you were saying, I'm like, mm-hmm. God, like, I ain't got no money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no Nothing money left. right now. And I need to fix this because I've been riding on a spare tire for three months. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I got, it, the stress Ooh. is coming up. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, like, what? You know, and I wasn't I wasn't trusting God as much yeah. as I should mm-hmm. because all those worries I should have been like God, you know, praying about it, being more adamant in my prayer life about mm-hmm. it, and praying to God about these things more than me being worried about them. Because mm-hmm. the anxiety comes when we really don't put God first. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we don't take time to be like God, you know, this is bigger than me, so I'm a I'm gonna give it to you. Mm-hmm. This is bigger than me, so I'm a I'm gonna lay it at your feet because. The more that we put things on ourselves, the more that we, how you said this, the more how, the more we think that we can control the situation. Exactly. The yeah. More, the more anxious we become mm-hmm. because we so we want control so much. We want to control this. We want to control that. But God is like, you're not in control of your life. So right. how can you control these little things that are mm-hmm. happening? You know? Yeah. Uh, okay. Don't laugh. <laughs> my my anxiety is actually I have two. My one um, I'm. A, I, I do have anxiety of growing up, even though like I'm, mm. I'm, uh, I'm 20, I'm about to be 21 in July and like, you know, just growing up is, it's scary because, um, when I was younger, I grew up before my time. I had to, there were things that I had to step up on and help with bills. Like straight out of high school, I got a job. First bill I paid, everyone's phone bill. And then it came to a point that when I got a car, I got to pay my half of the car insurance. And then I have to pay the TV and internet in the household. And it's like just all that. I'm just imagining myself. That's a lot of responsibilities. Yeah, a lot of responsibilities. And it it closes in on me. It closes in on me sometimes because um, it's stressful. Trying to figure out like, oh, Dane, I need this money for this. But wait, I can't. I can't spend it because... This is my car insurance money. This is the TV and internet money. And this is also everyone's phone bills money. So it's it does, it does you know, scare me because I'm imagining myself um, when I do eventually get my own house mm-hmm. and I have to pay even more bills than what I do pay now. So it scares me and it also scares me for where I'm going to go. Yeah. So, um, and the second one, obviously school. <laughs> School is like so. Oh my gosh! I just recently changed my major. I I was in a medical field, and then I changed it. Now I'm stress free, but it's like it's still anxiety trying to make sure that you 
mm-hmm. get the best grades and everything like that. So how did you? I mean, you saying all that? How did you um, get past that anxiety of, of with school? With, well, with the responsibilities, you know, with going straight out of high school and all that. Um. Well, now, okay. Um. Now I'm actually trying to um, in the fall. Uh, I applied to FIU to mm-hmm. actually stay on campus where I sat down with my dad and I'm looking, I have a car insurance. I'm going to finish paying my um, six month um, bid with my dad, which ends in June. And I found my own car insurance, which is cheaper. Oh Lord God. So that's a weight lifter. Though. Yes. Yeah. It's a weight lifter. And when I go to FIU in the fall, I will not be paying my dad's phone bill or my brother's phone bill. I'll be paying just mine. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I would just be paying. I found an insurance for one seventy seven. I currently pay three twenty a month for my car insurance wow. alone. That's only my half, and um, I will not be paying TV or internet. Wow. Um, I suggested my dad look into the ten dollar internet that Comcast. <laughs> so you pretty much mm-hmm. kind of like. Uh, you sanctioned off yeah, the, things you, the things that, that you, the things that yeah, of. the things that you were charged in charge of. You kind of like, you you playing them now to somebody else. Yeah, I'm giving it to him. Yeah, you know, and then I'm also helping us find a new place to stay, where the cheaper it is, mm-hmm. the better he won't have to call me for situations because mm-hmm. what people don't know that you know my dad hates asking me for money but when he needs it he'll ask mm-hmm. and then he'll pay me back but to me it hurts because I'm like you shouldn't even be paying me back because you you brought me into this world mm-hmm. you paid my bills for more than yeah <laughs> for 18 yeah. years yeah. for about 18 years in the moment I graduated he was like, look for a job, fam. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but, like, um, just that, I like, I don't accept him paying me back at all. But, you know, I'm just trying to find him ways to sure. to live cheaply. Mm-hmm. And he does want to retire soon. Cause, so do you feel like that that's lowering your anxiety a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I'm getting better. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. I can breathe. <laughs> I can breathe because yeah. it's like, because I've had a whole bunch of family situation and it also affected me paying payments last year for Mexico because like to a point where I was broke, I had to give up some of the money that I had to, I was on my way to give today for Mexico to just give up just to get us out of uh, a situation and not be in debt. Hmm. So it's like, even though it's not acts, it's like the fact that I'm in a situation, I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and see my family suffer. That is my problem. Mm-hmm. If I see someone suffering, I'll give without asking questions. I give. It's not a problem. It's, it's in a way, it's a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. It's the, a blessing. But don't you feel like, don't you feel that that brings a lot more anxiety though? Because now you're, you're yeah. taking care of, I'm taking you, care you're of, taking that responsibility upon yourself. Yeah, you know? I know. And then I, my brother alone is a bill. <laughs> He's a bill. Like um, my mom low key calls me his mother. Oh. And I I keep telling her I'm not her I'm not his mother I'm mm-hmm. just his sister and if he comes to me and he needs something for school obviously I'm just gonna buy it because he talks to me more than my parents yeah. but mm-hmm. I told him that you know like literally when I go to FIU you're cut off fam <laughs> so now it's like instead of always taking care of everyone else you get to take care of yourself yeah too. I get to take care of myself for once mm-hmm. and actually be that's, independent that's not that's no that's good. Yeah, because it's it's a like you said it's a weight lifted off your shoulder and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, how would how would you guys what would you guys say to people that are like constantly anxious? You know, like 
you know, one of those people that always, you know, I know one of my cousins always worried about things like every day, mm-hmm. Life you know, wake up and they're worried. There's a verse, I don't remember. Um, well, basically worrying can't, it doesn't add anything to your life. You know, mm-hmm. life is too short to wor- to be worrying, to be worrying all the time, you know, and I would say just, you have to learn to um, stop putting so much pressure on ourselves to do mm-hmm. things right, to do every single, you know, to get every single thing done in our lives, you know. Um, we It's okay to, like, get help from other people or yeah. it's okay to just mm-hmm. reach out. And um, we just really have to realize that we are not in control. Like, no matter how much mm-hmm. we think we can, we got this, we're, we, you know, we can do this. We're not in control mm-hmm. of anything. You know, anything could go, you know, any kind of way, no matter how hard you work for something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, you can't always control the outcome of things. So you have to learn to let go and let God, yeah. you know, that popular quote, it's it's true. Let go, let God. Um, and that'll help with, um, you know, always worrying all the time, you know, because. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Coming from someone who actually was the worry. Well, you know, I still worry a lot, but not as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Coming from someone, I honestly, just like how I was doing in my situation, with my family situation, trying to find ways to get, to take away the negative thoughts in your head. So like for me, when um, I'm paying worth $600 a bill, um, $600 worth of bill a month, what I decided to do is set up things where I'm like, okay, find a new car insurance, I won't have to be under my dad anymore. Um, Found... Well, uh, pay my $30 for my phone bill, auto reboost if I get $5 off, just finding ways to save money um, in my situation when I just go and trying to um, take myself out of a situation where I know where I'm going to continuously worry. So if you find yourself like at home that you're constantly worrying about things, then maybe, well, if you're a teen, then obviously you're just going to have to stay there and just figure out your plans when you go to college. <laughs> but but if you're like an adult like I am and you find yourself like that, then I think that just trying to find ways to just find your own independency to, um, so you won't have to worry and you know that, okay. But just because you're independent doesn't mean that you do not need a community. Right. So mm-hmm. also community can help too because mm-hmm. I had my friends who were there for me and when I was able to, um, to rely, rel- I would be able to rely on them. So based on the gist of everyone's answers and from um, experience, um, you know, the ways to battle anxiety and worry is one to, you have to put your eyes on God. Second, you need practical steps. And number three, you need to surround yourself with community and, ca- and accountability. Um, you know, with the first one is that a reason why anxiety gets to us, where it gets to us, is because we're so focused on the problem and the issue that we can't control. Mm-hmm. That just that becomes everything, and that minimizes God. That remind that re, uh, minimizes what God, what His Word says, and how He can you know help us. You know, we forget that God's able to give us strength. You know, through Christ, you know, we can do anything. So by shifting our eyes back on Jesus. We're reminded that listen, like he's way bigger than my problem. You know, like Ellen was saying earlier, isn't isn't it so funny that after we go through something, 
we're like, yo, like, why was I wor- why was I worrying in mm-hmm. the first place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so by shifting our eyes back on God, by keeping Him first, you know, we're able to like be like, yo, I don't care what's going on. Like, I know my God got my back. Mm-hmm. I know I can do things with Him. He's here to support me, and He's gonna walk with me throughout whatever is going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's times, there's certain situations we can't escape from, but that doesn't mean that God isn't in it so that he can help us walk through it all mm-hmm. you know and so with the second one is once we put our eyes on god you know we need to like apply practical steps mm-hmm. you know our god is a god of control and and because of him he's able to help us you know work through our chaotic lives and our chaotic situations so whether it's you know i'm stressing about a paper then you know let's set a time that we can work on the paper bit by bit mm-hmm. or it's a presentation let's set time to practice yeah. you know there's many ways we can avoid specific you know situations that will cause worry by just you know setting up practical mm-hmm. steps to Prepare. go about it yeah. you know um and the third one is you know accountability and community like opening was saying earlier you know i know that i can't do this on my own so i need to reach out to my brothers and sisters in the faith or my family or my parents that can be there to understand my situations, who knows my weaknesses, and then they can help me, you know, overcome those things. Mm-hmm. I may not be able to overcome it by my by myself, but I know that God has placed people around me for specific reasons to help me in this specific area of my life or this specific season. Amen. So whether that's, you know, going to counsel and, and getting advice or, you know, reaching out and say, hey, you know, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? Or like, hey, can I, you know, meet with you so we can study together? Like, mm-hmm. let's do it. God didn't leave us empty-handed, mm-hmm. you know. So by, by thinking about those three things, you know, we can definitely battle ang- mm-hmm. worriness and anxiety because God didn't leave us ill-equipped, you know. Yeah. 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 Amen. Well, that, that's, that is well said. And, you know, just in general with, with, with our generation, we, we, we are anxious about a lot of things. Mm. And just like Rufus was saying, is trust God, man. Put everything, put everything on God. Because at the end of the day, no matter what you're going through, He is bigger than all these things. Mm-hmm. You know, He has defeated all these things at the cross for you. So the least you could do is trust in Him. Amen. Because as Christians, if we can't trust God with one little worry in our lives, how can we trust him to do more? Mm. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. How, wow. how can we trust? You know, how can we? <laughs> if we can't, if we can't, if we can't trust him to like, you know, I got this thing. God, you know, I, I need this amount of money. God, you know, I got to pass this final. God, you know, if we can't trust him with that small thing, you know, how can he? How is he? How are you gonna trust him when you, you know, you got kids? Your kids mm-hmm. is your kids are sick. Yeah. Your your husband, your husband or wife or whatever in your life is going wrong. How can you trust him in those? in those areas Mm -hmm. you know because it's all it's all a process you know and as we are growing and as we are becoming adults you know it's those little things that will help us in the future Mm -hmm. because if we can start practicing now and doing these things now Mm -hmm. when we get older it's gonna be it's gonna be like second nature to us yes exactly Mm -hmm. you know it's Mm -hmm. gonna be so we're gonna be so yeah Mm -hmm. we're gonna be so welded into it that Mm -hmm. it's it's not even something that we don't think about like Oh, I'm worried. I'm gonna lay it on Jesus. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm gonna lay it on Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Rubens was saying um, how we um, make the problem big. What I realized is that we're just we just seem to idolize the problem more oh, yeah. mm-hmm. than letting God 
when we're supposed to be looking to God, mm-hmm. we're idolizing the problem. So I guess in a way we should steer away from idolizing the problem, the problem and focusing so much on the problem that you forget, dang, I ain't pray today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't do devotional today, today because I'm too stuck on the problem. No, so, that's right. true. And, and real quick too, that's a great point because as you're doing that, you're actually feeding more into the problem, mm-hmm. and that, and you're making it grow larger than it than it's supposed to, exactly. you know. And so you lose yourself in it, and you and you start to like forget that the problem, in in essence, at times, not for everything, but at times, it's smaller than what it appeared to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's you true. know, it's something that can just be solved if you just mm-hmm. be patient with it. Right. But we're in a generation where we're not no. patient. <laughs> we want everything is everything yeah. is now. Um, I know we're, we're young adults here but I don't know if you'll be open to share a little bit more about yourselves but depression Ooh. <laughs> Actually, oh my depression gosh. and, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of like segue into this but me I would say personally dealing with depression is I didn't know I was depressed until I got out of my depression if, if that makes sense I you know like <laughs> me too, me too. because as I was going through the stages of being depressed, it was to me, I was just, and, and what I was doing is I was just not listening to God at all. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, God, you know what? I, I ain't got time for you today. I'm just not going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until after months that I got over my depression, I looked back, I'm like, man, I, went, I, I really went through a dark, dark time and I was very depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and you know, how do you guys, how do you guys deal with that? Uh, like in retrospect now, like what could you, what could you have done differently now, mm-hmm. I would say for me, because um, when I was um, going through my depression, I just isolated myself. I was very um, emotionless to a lot of things. Like I'd go out with my friends and it's kind of like you can laugh, you know, you can laugh and enjoy life. But then at the end of the day, when you come back home, you're, mm-hmm. you're in that state. Yeah. Ooh. And <laughs> it was tough for me, I would say. Instead of just pretending like everything was okay and like masking myself, mm-hmm. um, definitely reaching out earlier to a friend, you know, is something that I would do because then, you know, the earlier you do it, the earlier you can come out of that state. You know, mm-hmm. it's a very dangerous state to be in because you just have this mindset that, you know, you're just not caring at all. You're not, you're not listening to the word of God. You're not gaining, you're not growing, basically. You're stagnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's what I would say, reaching out earlier to loved ones um about how i feel you know what what brought about like what brought about it like you know like because i mean for me i it was it was a mixture of things it was i had a i had a horrible semester i went through i went through a very bad breakup and it's just those two things kind of like pushed me into going to the depression Mm -hmm. so it's also important to know what caused you to go down that path because if you can't if you can't identify the cause of your depression, then it's gonna be very tough for you to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Because you you not you not 
like you're not facing what caused it to you. If you just oh I, I'm depressed, but you're not really getting to the root of it, you're not really gonna really you're not you're not gonna be a hundred percent clear of it until you identify okay this is the problem that is the root of it. Because I know for me, it's I had to you know I had to man up and be like okay, I did this I did that, now let's get down to this. Mm-hmm. Let me let me let me put God into this because I I no longer could do it by myself right anymore. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, like my uncle would say, go home and you, you know, you're in your room by yourself and everything is hitting. Yeah. Especially at night when it's dark. It's like yeah. the worst, it's the worst moment. <laughs> the worst. You're in your it's, thoughts. Uh. You're, in your, you're in your thoughts, you're by yourself and you're in a four wall. So you're caved in. So it's like everything hitting at once. Your head is going in different directions. You don't know what. I feel like it's just like, like a cumulative like, like many things hitting yeah. at once. So it's mm-hmm. like yeah. many little things. And sometimes it's not one direct thing that's causing your depression, but it's like so many things you can't mm-hmm. even keep count. And so it's kind of scary when you don't know the, the one root. root. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like you have this feeling. You're like, why do I feel this way? Right, right. You know, so. I, um, in my situation, uh, I, I was depressed on my senior year of high school. Everyone is like having, you know, the time of their lives where I was struggling with the biggest test of my life. So so that test was FCAT. Like I couldn't seem to pass it. I mm-hmm. couldn't. My grades amazing. 3.6 GPA, scholarships on deck, you know, getting accepted into a few schools, but mm-hmm. that requirement it just was eating me alive. And like, you know, when I was at school, I, I'm the type of person, I, I will mask what I'm truly feeling. Mm-hmm. And um, my my real friends, they, you know, they, they could tell when I'm really, truly, genuinely happy mm-hmm. from where I'm just masking it. And mm-hmm. they were, and what they did, they would pray for me, but that prayer to me, it I, I felt like it was nothing. Like, Mm. It, I just felt numb, and I couldn't feel like that prayer could. You feel even, like you're stuck. I was stuck. I feel like like yeah, I'm not gonna be anything. Everyone's talking about, oh, I'm gonna be this, I'm gonna be that. I'm like saying like I got accepted into some colleges, but if I don't pass this test, then mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not graduating. Mm. I'm graduating with a certificate of completion, and um, and what didn't make it better was my home life my parents Mm -hmm. and they know my situation my mom is telling everybody and they mama my business and what i'm going through Mm -hmm. while my dad he's very tough he's he's all about tough love Mm -hmm. and he's like going hard on me about it so it didn't i i i look forward to going to school and church more than coming home Mm -hmm. and when i was home i would stay in my room and um I remember um, explaining the story to my mentor, and she was telling me, she's like, you know, it's very dangerous to be vulnerable in a vulnerable, depressed state because that's giving the devil entry mm-hmm. yeah, to come into time. your life. Mm-hmm. And so um, what I did, she was like, I think you should be grateful that your pr- your friends were praying for you in that moment because she's like, I don't think without the prayer you wouldn't have gotten out of that depressed state. Mm-hmm. I think also it's kind of like, especially with depression, it's it's a feeling like you, you when you, you can't really explain it, 
because you yourself don't even know what's going on with you. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're having this weird feeling, and you're like, I don't even know why I'm feeling this way. Yeah. Like, why, why am I being so emotional about, you know? Not wanting to get out of bed. Yeah, like, why am I being so somber, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I always say that, that, I, I, that's, that can be part of the experience. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, I know for me and, and, and some of the people I've been close to, um, you know, they, they, they experience, like, something entirely different in terms of they know that it's depression because, like, there's just no other way that you can explain it. Mm-hmm. And I, I know for me, um, you know, I struggled with it, like, two years. Um, you know, from my sophomore to my junior year of college, um, you know, because I can, I can test it back to, um, you know, when I went to school, you know, I was admitted as a finance major. And so it wasn't until I, I was taking this class, um, it was stock analysis. That was the first class ever in my life where I, I didn't know what the heck was going on. Mm. I thought I was being Chinese, literally. Like, no, <laughs> for real. That was discouragement. The first day of class, I went in, I opened that textbook. I'm just like, what the heck is this? <laughs> Like, everybody looked, like, as if they knew where the teacher would teach. I'm just like, yeah, just like <laughs> I'm so lost. Yeah, you're lost. And, I, and this was my major for such a long time. I was like, this is my this is my dream. This is my major. This is my passion. And so imagine, you know, this core class, you know, I was taking out. And, and, and it hit me. I'm just like, man, like, I, I'm not as smart as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not worthy to, to, to be here. And, and. You know, bit by bit, you know, I started to miss the class because I just, I just couldn't show up. I was so frustrated, embarrassed. I felt um, shameful discouraged. and discouraged, and I felt disappointed mm. in myself, but also in the fact that I was letting everybody down. Because what got me through the door was God. God gave me this scholarship that got me to where I am with the help of so many people, my parents. My scholarship director at that time, my, the, the donors of the scholarship, I felt that I was letting all of them down. So I was telling myself, man, imagine me, who can't be able to do this? I'm not worthy to step into class. And that led to so, like, like so much issues. Mm-hmm. And as like, like something you said earlier, Nayanka, is at times, you know, you're, you're going through something mm-hmm. and you find that it's like, it's an accumulation of all other things. Because mm-hmm. in that same period, um, there was, there was a person that I knew that he, he committed suicide. Wow. wow. You know, because he was suffering from depression. And, you know, and, and how I found that out was um, you know, you know, I was you know, funny enough, I was in I was I was in a Christian, you know, club on campus and um, you know, to, to pinpoint to the fact that, you know, you could people can suffer from depression but you just may not know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can go out and put a face, act like everything is fine, but once we get home or I got back to my dorm, it's a completely different story. So we're there and, um, you know, we're having a meeting and someone brings up the news like, hey, you know, so-and-so, you know, um, attempted suicide and, you know, he's in the hospital, he's on life support, you know, please pray for him and everything. And, you know, to myself, I'm just like, oh, okay, you know, um, I can at least pray for this person. God will save that person. There's no way he's going to pass, you know, because, you know, he didn't die when he tried it. You know, it's going to be great. Um, everyone's going to support him once he comes back. And then, um, you know, literally like um, three days after, you know, I get the news that, you know, he, he, he died at the hospital. Wow. And that rocked me because, you know, the first thing I was like, that, that came is like, man, like, God, why? You know, why did such a person has to suffer from a fate? Um, they're coming from a Christian family. People love them. Um, they love them. And, and you know, why, why, did, why did you do it that way? And then second, I, I blamed myself. And I said, man, like, if only I prayed more, I should have reached out. I should have went. 
and, and, and so with, with all those things, and then, you know, school and my classes, you know, I started to skip other classes, mm-hmm. um, you know, like towards the end of the semester, I had bad grades, and, you know, in my program, they noticed, and they re- and they sent word to me, and they were what's going on, and it was just so bad, y'all, but, um, you know, I really isolated myself. Um, it was so bad that, you know, some of my friends from my different clubs, they would call me, I wouldn't respond. One person had to literally come to my dorm, like have someone open it, and, and you know, there's, there's four dorms, this is sweet, there's four doors, individual mm-hmm. doors, but there's one room, one door you have to get through. Yeah. They would come in, they would knock, I wouldn't answer, I would just pretend that I wasn't there. Um, it was just, it was just bad, and, but, but, you know, but, Although, like, I faced all those things, and it was very difficult, it was very dark, um, you know, like, God was uh, God was there. Because no matter what I felt or what I was going through, um, you know, the people that he placed around me, the support that he has given me, my family, my director, my friends, peers, the people that were praying for me, it was only because of their strength, their prayers, that I was able to come out of that mm-hmm. and, and see God again. I avoided God so much, mm-hmm. you know, because once that, that year ended, you know, summer came, I was like, okay, you know, I think I'll be fine. Maybe if I go back to school, you know, I, I know that there's resources to help me. I went back first week. I was just like, I just can't do this. And I went back into it again, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just, and that even made it, and that put me in a deeper pit because mm-hmm. I told myself, man, why am I still struggling with this? Yeah. Why do I still feel the feel the same way? You know, I, I can't I can't tell my parents anything because they just helped me. I can't tell my director anything because they just helped me. You know, I I, I don't, I don't want to see anyone, and that just you know made me suffer. But but throughout it all, you know, like I don't know how, but God got me out. Yeah. I was able to get help. Um, you know, my, my my program actually demanded that I go see a counselor. You know, and, and, and that helped me out like a lot, you know, being able mm-hmm. to be in a spot where, you know, you have people that, that's looking out for you. Mm-hmm. It really helps because when we're playing ISO ball, isolation, we put ourselves in our own island. Mm-hmm. Like literally, that's where we do allow the enemy to come on in to keep us down there. That's true. My own thoughts wasn't helping me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. all I could tell myself was I'm not worth it. You know, I, I'm not, I can't, I can't be here. I can't go to help. I can't go get help because I'm, I don't deserve help. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to do this on my own. All, all, like all these thoughts, all these things, all these lies mm-hmm. that I was telling myself, you know, um, but by the grace of God, you know, I was, he used people to help me come out of that. And at the end of the day, like, I was like, man, like God, like I saw you in, in the way these people were being so patient with me. I saw you in the way these people were being so loving to me. Although I, I turned my back and I went back over and over. Like I saw the way, you know, you, you never left. You were always there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I thank him for that. So I would definitely say if you're suffering from depression, don't ever minimize it. Don't ever say, you know, oh, it's just a regular thing. I'll be over it. I'll overcome it. Like I told myself that and I went through that for two years. You know, it's a cycle. You know, and we could deny it as much as we want to, but if there's something wrong, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's if you can't get out of bed and you feel discouraged about the whole day, um, you know how you how you perform when it comes to work or school is changing, whatever. Like, seek help, get people. Um, you know, I'm proud to share this testimony because mm-hmm. I can help others who go through it. Mm-hmm. I can relate to someone who's going through those yeah. certain things, mm-hmm. and I and I thank God for that. 
you know um and and so although my answer as to why my friend passed i although i didn't get my answer i knew that i had to remember that god is in control god is still loving and you know he has a reason for everything well i may not know why today i may not know i may not get it later on but that doesn't change the fact that he's here with open arms to help us along the way you know, he's still gracious. It doesn't change his loving nature. You know, there's times, we you know, we have to suffer pain, but God is still there to help us bear it all. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Wow. Who said being a Christian was going to be easy? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's no, not going to be easy. That was, that was, that was really powerful. And, yeah. and, I, yeah. and, I, and I hope this encouraged a lot of people out there because mm-hmm. depression is real. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, we have to start, you know, taking care of, mm-hmm. you know, and make um, taking it seriously. And, yeah, yes. taking it very seriously because, mm-hmm. you know, you may you may not know what you've been going, what you're going through, or you may not know what is causing you to feel a certain way. But mm-hmm. expressing it and acknowledging that there is something there, there is something right. wrong. That could be a relief. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's the first steps mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. getting over whatever that's that's bothering you. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, it's just just reaching out, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, whatever you you know, whatever you're going through, just reaching out and, and just yeah. And and let me just add one thing: if you're worried that there's no help, there's help. If you're ever wondering that no one can understand what you're going through, people do. Mm-hmm. There are people there. Being a college student can attest to it. Right, too. can attest to it. And for me, um, if if you're a college student, there are there are counselors on campus that who their jobs, you know, is to help college students who are suffering through those things, anxiety, worriness, depression, or a tough family situation. They are there. If you're a Christian, you want a Christian counselor. There are resources. I didn't know this until I had to help a fellow friend out and had to you know go dig those things up there there are people out there who 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 god has given them the knowledge the ability to study and understand these things um you know understand how the mind functions doing doing those those stages to really help us overcome there are steps there's resources all those types of things you know um so there's counsel out there to really help us overcome and, yeah. and thank god for that yeah, yeah. this all goes back to community and just watch out for the just watch out for the warning signs you know because mm-hmm. first it's anxiety then depression and then you're you're fearful mm-hmm. yeah. you know it's mm-hmm. like a it's the like isolation. a yeah it's it's a step-by-step process and the more you feed into <coughs> these to these things in your life the more you allow them to enter into your life mm-hmm. and the more pessimistic you become and the quicker we kick god out the picture yeah that's exactly. true so definitely if you see or if you notice one of your friends like with um, doing one of these warning signs, reach out to them. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. never be afraid to reach out. Call them. Even even if you know, even if you 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 might look like, oh man, why is this person in my business? It doesn't matter, as long as you show that hey, I see something's wrong with you, and mm-hmm. I want to help you out. Mm-hmm. That shows that person. In that moment, they might be like, I don't need the help, mm-hmm. but eventually they'll realize, okay. This, my friend came right. to me and they noticed mm-hmm. that I was going through something. Mm-hmm. I can trust that person. I can reach out to that person and let them know, hey, this is what's going on to me. Mm-hmm. And as a friend, you can honestly see it too because if you have a friend that just constantly um, is calling you and telling you about their situations and what they're going through and 
at the end of the conversation, they say, okay, everything's fine. Or if they just constantly saying everything's fine. Denial. And they're just denying everything. Mm -hmm. You as a friend should see that you should be there to reach out and be there for for him or her more. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. So if you do see someone, the biggest trait that you can showcase is love. Love, patience. Um, You know, when that person, you know, when I was rejecting help or the hands that were reaching out to me, after the whole ordeal, you know, I was so thankful for because they were always loving. They were never angry, um, you know, with me when I went back and forth with it all. They, they, they all, it's like they always stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Like they, they was like, they, were, they actually, yes, consist, they actually did genuinely love and care for me. And and that's and that's and that's who God is in in terms of this area in our like that's that's who He is. It's like I love you. I'm going to be patient. I understand what you're going through. Although people may not, I am here with you. I will not change. I will not let you go. And I will be here with open arms day in and day out. I'm crying for you. I I feel your pain, and and I will stand here strong as your loving Father. Amen. Always here for you. Never letting you go. Wow. And all, and that's that's who God is. That's His nature. We may not understand it when we when we, our our feelings. It's like when our feelings will make us forget those things. Mm-hmm. You know, our thoughts, the lies the enemy tells us, will make us forget those things so quickly. Because sometimes, you know, it, the depression, the feelings are so powerful, we forget that. But the truth is still the truth. God is still who He is, no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's true. Wow, that was powerful and. Thank you for coming, man. Oh, yes. I, 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 I appreciate you. Listen, thank you for, for um, you know, inviting me. I know this is a special podcast. I, I listen to it, man. So, um, <laughs> yeah. okay, can I can I do some shout outs real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Look, shout out to mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for being amazing parents. Shout out to um, little sis, Sarah, I love you. Aww. Best friend, Abigail, for um, helping me through my college years. Um, you've, you've been an amazing friend. And... Shout out to Jesus. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Number one. Yes. <laughs> my Lord, my guy, he is good. He is Amen. loving. And mm-hmm. he is my ride or die. He is patient. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That, was a, that was a really powerful testimony. Yeah. Testimony, And I hope, you know, people that out there listening, you know, reach out to us. We're here yeah. to help mm-hmm. any any way we can. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you're scared, you know what? You, you know, just reach out to a friend that you trust, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And thank you guys for listening. And this has been another episode of Front Stabbers. We'll see you guys next, next. week. Bye.